This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, July the 11th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you everything in the world of professional wrestling so you don't have to. Headlines scours all the wrestling websites and social media platforms to give you a comprehensive breakdown of everything that's happening in the world of pro wrestling in your favorite promotion so once again, you can get back to your day. Whether it's WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, or so many more, Headlines is here for you to make sure you stay in the know. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get to the headlines. Coming in right now, big story coming in with Joshua Jones from E-Wrestling News about how Natalia is praising AEW Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Now, earlier this year, AEW paid tribute to the late Owen Hart with the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Now, the tournament ended with Dr. Martha Hart presenting the winners, Adam Cole and Britt Baker, with custom-made championship belts. Former SmackDown Women's Champion and member of the Hart family, Natalia, spoke with BT Sports, Ariel Helwani, about what she thought about the tournament. Now, on her relationship with Martha Hart, she said, It's been so hard because I work for WWE, but I have a tremendous respect for Martha. Now on Martha's appearance at AEW's Double or Nothing, Natalia would go on to say, I think what she did was such a beautiful job. She cares herself so well. She was so poised. It was the first time that fans really got the chance to see her and know who she was. Now on the Owen Hart Foundation tournament itself, Natalia would go on to say, 
they did a really nice job honoring Owen the way Martha wanted him to be honored. Now on Martha's experiences, nobody can understand or imagine what she has gone through in the world of wrestling, what it would be like to get a phone call. She thinks, you know what, how she feels is totally justified. The tournament was actually her call and always should be her call. For more information on the tournament and how Natalia feels about the way AEW is honoring the legacy of Owen Hart, Joshua Jones has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. More news is reporting today from the Wall Street Journal and Ryan Clark has the details. Wall Street Journal reporters reveal whether there's going to be more Vince McMahon stories or if that's done. Now over the course of the last several weeks, the Wall Street Journal has published two bombshell reports on Vince McMahon issuing hush payments to several former WWE employees who he allegedly had sexual affairs with. Now one of those people is now being thought to be a former WWE diva. Now the Wall Street Journal report broke the initial story was Joe Palazzo and Ted Mann. They recently appeared on Busted Open Radio to discuss when they first learned about the story and whether they believed more will be coming out. Now here are some details of that appearance. Now Palazzo on when they first heard about the story. He would go on to say Sources told us it was in April that WWE Board of Directors was investigating a $3 million agreement to a woman she and McMahon had a relationship with. It basically took from April until we published our story to firm everything up to get additional sources and understand everything that the board was actually trying to do. Now, Palazzo on why they decided to report on it. Well, a couple of reasons. First of all, the Wall Street Journal covers public companies. WWE is a public company. This is clearly a governance issue. We write for investors. And when your board of directors is investigating somebody like this, it's pretty interesting. The board is a 12 board member. Four of those members are insiders, meaning they work for the company and eight are independent. When it comes down to it, Vince controls the company. There is a governance issue. It's important for our readers to understand what is going on. We knew these allegations while the company is saying there is a consensual relationship between the woman and man, but we started hearing about other issues that were maybe not so consensual. We feel those are things that need to be reported on as well. Now, on power dynamic issues that are inherently involved in this situation. They would go on to say in a quote, it's a publicly traded company and we're operating in an environment where there is very little tolerance for any sort of relationship, this type with a CEO or an executive and somebody who is a subordinate, even if it is consensual because of the dynamic power. Now that exists in something that is proven to be very dangerous. That's one of the things in which all publicly traded companies have been represented and talked about as far as how far they will allow things go to be swept under the rug. That can't be done anymore. And in this case, it's something that was a total secret from the board, at least for some members. We'll find out who actually knew more by digging. Now, the issues of power imbalance. Perlazzo would go on to say, there are situations, even if the company is saying it was consensual, talking about the first story, this person's livelihood is depending on remaining on good graces with their boss. The risk that you run is a power imbalance that maybe somebody is doing something that they wouldn't necessarily do to keep their job. Now, on top of that happening at the top of a company with its CEO and the chief executive officer is yet a whole nother aspect to the relationship itself. For more information on everything that's going on within the Wall Street Journal about the McMahon allegations, Ryan Clark has this trending right now on eWrestling News. Liv Morgan is making news today. Liv Morgan gets massive reaction at Weekend House Show. According to one source backstage at WWE SmackDown live events over the weekend, they have never heard a louder pop for Liv Morgan. Additionally, her merchandise was selling very quickly. 
quickly. Now, Liv Morgan recently won the Women's Money in the Bank briefcase, and then she cashed it in later that night to beat Ronda Rousey to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. For more information on this, you can find out more about everything that's happening, not only with Liv Morgan, but what is next for her in her career over on eWrestling News. Ryan Clark's also reporting at this hour that Naomi responds to Lindsay Dorado what's happening here. Now, there's still a lot of questions surrounding the actual status of both Naomi and Sasha Banks in WWE after they walked out on Raw back in May. Now, just last week, two women were removed from the internal roster, and it was Naomi and Sasha Banks. Former WWE star Lindsay Dorado recently sent a tweet out to Naomi and asked her when she'd be ready to do some lucha stuff, and he wrote this in a tweet. So, Naomi, when are we doing some lucha things? Naomi responded, ASAP, brother. For more information, on this and if there's any other insight into what may be coming for these ladies next continue following e-wrestling news and ryan clark has more information ryan clark is also writing about former aew star marco stunt now marco stunt believes aew got addicted to star power. Now, during a recent appearance on NBC Sports Boston, the 10 Count Podcast, former AEW star Marco Stunt commented on AEW bringing in more WWE-named talent. Now, according to Stunt, he believes signing well-known talent became like a drug to AEW. Here are some of the things that he had to say in the interview. Now, specifically regarding bringing in more WWE names into the AEW world. I think there was a point where I got a taste of what star power could do when people became available, and it became like a drug. In a way, you get a little bit better off, but you're like, oh, this is fun. Oh, this felt good. Oh, this is nice. Let's see if we can get a few more. Now, on the casual fan's relationship with AEW when he was a part of it, this is what he had to say. I noticed that more since I was with AEW, the casual fan is not watching it for the same reasons that I would watch it or maybe you would watch it. There's definitely stuff that runs through your head. Ultimately, I generally try not to get too upset about that kind of stuff. Like, I try not to. There are definitely days when I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I really don't have any desire to work there right now. Now, that's not me saying I don't want to work ever for them right now, but right now it's kind of all still very fresh. For more information on what Marco Stunt had to say, definitely continue following Ryan Clark as he has more information on this article trending right now over on e-wrestling news. Thunder Rosa is making headlines today. Thunder Rosa discusses training at American Top Team and working with former MMA star Paige Van Zandt. Ryan Clark writes in today, AW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa recently spoke with the Miami Herald Jim Varsalon to discuss being able to train at American Top Team and working with Paige Van Zandt. Now on training with American Top Team, she would go on to say this, Dan Lambert, the owner of American Top Team, him and I are pretty acquainted with each other. I love the fact that he tells the other fighters she fights too. Too. She's a badass. Now, when we get into a fight, I'm going to train so hard when I'm over at American Top Team. I will be humbled, I know. I went there and I trained. Everyone is really, really nice. I'm always humbled just because I'm the champion and I'm in professional wrestling. I'm not going to come and tackle this game right away. It's a completely different story. Now, on if she crosses paths with Paige Van Zandt, what would happen here? She said, absolutely, we'll cross paths. I talked to her and welcomed her into our world. She's another one. She has never let her short coming stop her from what she's trying to do. She did MMA, she did bare knuckle, and now she's into pro wrestling. She has other endeavors as well outside of 
pro wrestling and MMA that are bringing her a lot of money. Now you can't knock her for her hustle. MMA fighters, they're the ones that are very successful and on top and they're also hustlers and they're not afraid on taking risks. If you'd like to find out more about what she had to say about training with American Top Team, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. If you're enjoying this podcast, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the details of everything that's happening in WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. The podcast is available anywhere podcasts are made available, and it is completely free. With that being said, let's get back to the headlines. Andrew Ravens is also writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. WWE SmackDown ratings are officially in for the July 8th episode. Now, last week's episode of WWE SmackDown did 2.1 million viewers on Fox. This is down a little bit from what they did the week before. Now, SmackDown pulled in a .47 rating in the 18-49 to demo. Now, that is also down from the .49 that they did the prior week. This was the show's fallout from last Saturday's Money in the Bank. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported all of these numbers. Now, the show featured a promo segment by Roman Reigns for McIntyre vs. Butch, Viking Raiders Eric and Ivar vs. Jinder Mahal and Shanky, and Ronda Rousey vs. Natalia, and many more. For more information on the ratings, continue to follow eWrestling News, and Ada Ravens has all of this trending right now. Andrew Ravens is also writing in an hour, what was the ratings for this Friday night's for Rampage? Now, AEW Rampage pulled in 428,000 total viewers. They drew a .15 rating in the 18-49 demo. Last week, the show did 482 viewers with a .16 in the 18-49. The show ranked number 10 for cable that night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers. Now, the episode featured the Gates of Agony versus Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty and also had Eddie Kingston in action, Orange Cassidy and Tony Nese. For more information on the ratings for AEW, Brandon Thurston and Andrew Ravens over on eWrestling News has all the details for you. Thomas Lawson is reporting the backstage reaction to Vince McMahon. Now, many people in WWE have stayed fairly quiet about the Vince McMahon situation, obviously not wanting to stir the pot too much, as Vince has once again been at most, if not all, of the TV tapings and live events so far. Now, the demeanor behind backstage says that everything seems to be business as usual, and Vince has been in a really good mood. Now, the response within WWE to all the allegations against Vince McMahon right now is starting to be a little mixed. Now, last week, it was reported that McMahon had paid off four other women due to sexually inappropriate behavior, alleging that he paid out, once again, another $12 million. Now, on the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, some of the reaction within WWE has been well documented. One person said anonymously, you know what you get into when you get into this business, while another person said that Vince is there, everyone else is there and acting like nothing has changed or different. Now that person added, if people were overheard talking about this, they'd get in trouble with management immediately. Another source said, I'm very concerned and felt that paying money to cover up an affair wasn't the worst, but coercing an employee into sex is unlawful. Now, McMahon is also alleged to have forced a female into oral sex and demoted her when she later refused to go any further. Continue to follow e-wrestling news and Thomas Lawson as more reports will be coming out in anonymous sources about how they feel the working climate is in WWE. Ryan Clark is also writing in this hour, Batista was spotted at Disney World's Guardian of the Galaxy ride. Former WWE star Dave Batista was spotted at Walt Disney World's Epcot Center on Sunday. Now, according to the reports, he was shooting a promotional video and taking some photos on the Guardians of the Galaxy comic rewind ride. Now, the theme park opened on May 27th in Orlando, Florida, and features some of the indoor roller coaster attractions from the movies. If you want to find 
find out more about Dave Batista's appearance over at Epcot. Continue to follow eWrestling News and Ryan Clark will have more information on this as it becomes available. The Rock is making news today. The Rock is going to be the master of ceremonies for Shark Week. Now, many fans have learned over the years that Shark Week has been a big part of the Discovery Channel. They've gone ahead and made such a huge following from learning all about the different aspects of sharks. Now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be the master of ceremonies this week. The festivities will kick off on July the 24th, and the official announcement is below. Discovery Channel's Shark Week returns for its 34th year, starting on Sunday, July 34th, being hosted by Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the new master of ceremonies. Now, special guests will include comedian Tracy Morgan, the stars of True TV's Impractical Jokers, and the cast of Jackass. If you'd like to find out more about this, continue following Andrew Ravens as he will have more information about this as details are forthcoming. Ryan Clark is also writing in at this hour. The Control Your Narrative promotion announces a new 24-date schedule that's going to be happening in the year 2022. Control Your Narrative wrestling promotion sent out a press release today announcing a new 24-date tour. Now, the events will feature Adam Shear, also known as Braun Strowman, EC3, Killer Cross, Austin Aries, Dirty Dango, and many others are going to be appearing. We're going to announce this on Busted Open Radio, but Vince captured the news cycle for for the day so we will be making it tomorrow control your narrative platform for wrestlers and for fans to tell their side of the story is in partnership with the hello group today and they announce a 24 date domestic live tour beginning october the 14th live events will create experiences that will appeal to families and the most passionate of wrestling fans tickets for this first tour are on sale at controlyournarrative.com forward slash tour for more information on Control Your Narrative promotion, Ryan Clark has more of this trending right now over on eWrestling News. Charlotte Flair launches her own jewelry line. What's going on with this? Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour from eWrestling News. Charlotte Flair has also announced that she'll be teaming up with the New York-based jewelry designer, the Rockford Collection, in a line of unisex rings. There is an announcement that they released below. After months of collaboration, dozens of designs, and we're proud of this collection. This is going to be called the Ashley X Rockford unisex rings. You can follow them on Twitter and you can also follow Charlotte Flair on Twitter as well. Remember, the big episode tonight with the Miz and Mrs. Maurice wants a new dog for protection while Mike takes matters into his own hands. This will be airing tonight after Monday Night Raw goes off the air on the USA Network. Jordan Grace makes comments about Chris Benoit, but now she's decided to go ahead and continue the conversation on social media. Impact Wrestling star Jordan Grace announced today a partnership with Chris Benoit's son David to raise money for CTE and concussion research. Now, Grace recently tweeted that Benoit, if he were alive today, couldn't hang with today's stars, and he wouldn't be able to remember his matches either, she added. He also may burn in hell and amen. Now, Grace continued in a follow-up tweet, pivoting from a point. She said, I said something very, very critical about him. People jump to defend him. He should never be defended. Dude lost that right when he gave his son, seven-year-old Xanax, and strangled him while he was already unconscious. Now, Grace then back went on to Twitter and said this. Last week, I made some irresponsible and unnecessary tweets regarding how my personal emotions influence my opinion. I should have recognized the impact of my words and my friends and family close to me during the situation. I was completely thoughtless in that regard. Since reflecting on the past, I've reached out privately to friends and family that I've angered. Among those was David Benoit, Chavo Guerrero, and Chris Jericho, who were supporting me in the decision to partner and do some fundraising with Concussion Legacy Foundation. I have pledged 5000 with overall campaign to bring it up to 20,000. I'm currently aware that the damage has already been done. I would
would never intentionally add to the suffering of those who are already trying to deal with traumatic events, and I'm sorry for my insensitivity in aggravating this already delicate topic. This is my way of attempting to squeeze something positive out of the negative situation I created. Thank you in advance to everyone who donates. Patricia. If you'd like to find out more about what Jordan Grace had to say, Andrew Ravens has that trending right now over on eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens is also writing in this hour, Kevin Nash on his podcast talks about what led to the passing of Scott Hall and his feelings towards the end of Scott's life. WWE Hall of Famer Scott Hall passed away at the age of 63, having suffered a series of heart attacks over the course of a weekend back in this March. Hall was originally hospitalized because he had a broken hip. On the debut episode of Kevin Nash's The Click Podcast, Nash talked about his late friend and detailed what led to Hall's passing. He would go on to say, and I quote, People probably don't know the breakdown as far as what happened as far as Scott's passing in the timeline, Nash said. Scott was in lockdown, and he lived in a little duplex. It was in Georgia. Scott was getting Grubhub and had some Chinese takeout place that would bring him food back and forth. And it would also bring him back vodka. Now, he was making some Kool-Aid. He put the plastic pitcher on top of the refrigerator. The ice went out on it, and a couple of pieces of the ice bounced out and landed on the floor. He went over to stir it, and I'm sure it was crystal light because he always ate and drank pretty clean. He was going back to get something. One of those pieces of ice caught on his heel, and he fucking did a whoopsie-daisy and landed right on his hip. Paul tried to make it to the phone, but he was in the middle of the kitchen, which kept passing out because of the pain and dehydration. He's in the middle of his kitchen and he's in so much pain and he can't move. He tried to move several more times but he finally couldn't do it and he passed out. He wakes up now and it's a nightmare. He has no idea what's going on. He had to see where his phone was but it was by his recliner. He ended up passing back out again and then woke up again. The sad story continues right now and he finally was able to drag himself to call 911. Nash did note that Hall's plans were to move in with DDP to recover once again after his hip surgery and he got out of the hospital. Very sad to hear about the news of Scott Hall. If you'd like to read more about the moments before Scott Hall's passing, Andrew Ravings has this article trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Jericho blasts disrespectful fans for calling out botches inside the ring. Now, many fans know it started many years ago, but wrestling fans have become very comfortable with chanting things when a wrestler botches a spot in the ring. However, not every professional wrestler finds that to be something that is okay for the fans to engage in. Chris Jericho blasts disrespectful fans for calling out botches. AEW star Chris Jericho has hit out on fans who pick up on small botches that take place during matches. Jericho joined AEW back when the company was founded in 2019 and is the promotion's first world champion. Jericho explained the previous. Things happen in a match. Things happen all the time. Now, this word I hate fans use. Botch. You botched that one. You're effing botching this. There's so much. There's there's so many things that are going on. It's a live show and things happen. Now, the former world champion compared botches and other forms of entertainment. He would go on to say, if something happens in a hockey game, the fans don't start chanting in unison, you fucked up, you fucked up. If you go to a Broadway play and someone fumbles their lines, people don't start chanting, you fucked up. You go to a wrestling match, you miss a hip toss, people start chanting, that's bullshit, you fucked up. I think it's disrespectful. Jericho's most recent match was Blood and Guts edition of Dynamite, where the Jericho Appreciation Society lost to the Blackpool Combat Club. 
For more information on Jericho's feelings about fans chanting, please continue to follow Thomas Lawson as he has more information over on eWrestling News. Thomas Lawson's also writing at this hour, we do have an update on Kevin Owens' return from his latest injury. Now, Kevin Owens is still weeks away from being back in the ring as he recovers from his recent injury. Owens has been out of action for quite some time, and this injury kept him from being part of the Money in the Bank match. Now, in the latest edition of Wrestling Observer, it was reported that Owens is doing fine, but he's still weeks away before he's going to be able to come back. Now, appearing at the recent NHL draft, Owens was asked when he will be back, and he told Vancouver Canucks head coach, Bruce Bordeaux soon. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with this, continue following Wrestling Observer Dave Meltzer, follow Thomas Lawson, and you can follow also Kevin Owens on social media. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, Monday, July the 11th, 2022. Headlines, once again, is your one-stop shop podcast to give you the absolute latest news in the world of professional wrestling. Once again, Headlines is a daily podcast that's available to you anywhere podcasts are made available, and it's absolutely free. If you have friends who are wrestling fans, go ahead and tag them as well. Let them know about headlines. Also let them know that we have other programming here on part of the Front Row Material brand. We have the Front Row Material brand, which gives you all the latest interviews with the major stars of wrestling. We also have Overbook, where we talk about another wrestling book, and we go into details chapter by chapter. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of NLW.